Welcome to Home on the Range, the real estate podcast with your host, Lauren Metter. From farm and ranch to residential and recreational, we're going to discuss the issues you really want to know about in real estate today and have some fun while doing it. This podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only and is not meant to establish client-realtor relationship. If you have any questions or need help understanding the current real estate contracts, please seek the advice of an attorney. In the meantime, let's saddle up and go find your home on the range. Welcome back, everybody. If you're here with me today, I assume that you survived episode one and all of the different, oh, different definitions and people involved in a real estate transaction. So today we're going to have a little bit of fun. It's not going to be quite as serious, but yet still informative. So today's episode is all about, ooh, that smell. So here's the deal. Every house has a smell. Seriously, every house has a smell. And if you don't think your house has a smell, guess what? You've gone nose blind. Yep. So today we're talking about all the different smells of a house. As a realtor, I'm in and out of houses all day long. And the second that you open the door to a house, or sometimes even before you open the door to a house, you can tell what that house is going to smell like before you even get into it. So we're kicking it off with everybody's least favorite pet smell. Guys, I love my animals. I'm a cat person. I'm a dog person. I'm a horse person. I mean, lived on a ranch, like cow smells, all of the above. But your house should not smell like your pet. Um, When we walk in to show a house to buyers and you can open the door and tell immediately that that house has pets in it, then that's not a really good showing point. So with cats, you know, your smells that you're going to smell first and foremost, the litter box. Um, Then also sometimes if you have a cat that likes to spray urine, uh, you're going to smell that. That's a pretty rank smell. And then just like pet dander, fur, uh, dogs, you're going to smell dog urine, dander. Uh, Also, wherever your dog food is, walk in and smell dog food as well. Now, if you have other pets, uh, I've been in showings where people have had reptiles. And I mean, it's always cool to walk in and see what different types of animals people own, Uh, And reptiles are so cool because, I mean, there's so many different species, but they also carry a smell. And so if you walk in and you see like this reptile enclosure, chances are if it's not kept clean, it's going to be stinky too. So what are some of the best practices for keeping your house pet smell free? One, biggest thing, keep everything clean. Uh, that means vacuuming regularly, uh, airtight food bowls. 
So unless you're feeding your animal free choice, which I mean, even then, you know, you might want to consider going to a more planned meal time for your animal and then keep all of your extra food either in a different room or in an airtight food storage area. That way, like the pet food smell isn't just wafting around your house. Uh, Keep your litter boxes and your pet areas in the garage. Like I said, if you can keep it in a separate room even, um, or in the garage is great. Then that way it's just not permeating through the entire house and your pets aren't taking over your house. One of the things that I really like for my cat is I went ahead and splurged on a litter robot and it's a self-cleaning litter box. And then all I have to do is empty the container that collects everything on a regular basis. Uh, It has helped cut down on pet smell quite a bit. It is kind of expensive, but seriously, it is so worth it. Another thing that you can do is, especially if you are listing your house for sale, please, please, please get your carpets cleaned before we start showing the house. Having your carpets cleaned professionally and getting that deep cleaning really helps to get the pet smell out and also any sort of pet accidents, dander, different things like that definitely will help to get rid of that. Another thing that you can do also, they have different machines. Uh, They're ozone machines, so like ozone, the ozone layer. Ozone is a element, an element. Um, Sorry, it's been a while since like high school science, but ozone will help to clear out um, any, uh, neutralize, neutralize is the right word, any sort of smell. Uh, Ozone is also that smell that You can smell when a storm is coming, and it's kind of that clean, fresh smell. Uh, There is, I kind of checked on Amazon a little bit to see what the best ozone machine is. And the best one on the market that I could tell for pet smells is called the Odor-Free Villa 3000. Again, it's a little bit more expensive, $379.00. But if it means the difference in being able to sell your house or a buyer walking in and going, ooh, what is that? Smell, ooh, then 380 bucks is worth it. When you run the ozone machine, and some realtors will actually have an, o- an ozone machine that they can, you know, kind of rent out to you to help get rid of smells. But when you run it, Make sure that you run it unoccupied, like go ahead and get your pets out of there, get yourself out of there, run it for a couple of hours, and then air the space out because ozone in concentrated amounts can also be a little bit toxic, make you nauseous, not feel great. So that covers our pet smells. Here's another big smell that when I walk into a house, I'm like, oh no, oh no, please. No, 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 no. Human smell. 
Nobody wants to smell your nasty ass. And I say that with all of the love possible. But if I walk in and I can smell your body and your skin, no thank you. So where do you smell that smell? Even just thinking about it, I'm like, I'm thinking of certain specific houses that I've been in. And like, this is why, this is why I'm giving you this podcast about different smells. Because no joke, I can remember each house that I've walked into that I've been like, ooh, worst pet smell, that house. Worst human smell, that house. So where do you smell human smells? Your bedroom. I can walk into your bedroom and be like, oh no, they haven't changed their sheets like since they lived here. So your bedding, your bedding, wash it, wash it, guys. Change your sheets weekly, two weeks at the most. Like, goodness, put those suckers in the washing machine with some, you know, downy or whatever, make your sheets smell good because I don't want to walk into your bedroom and smell you. Uh, Another big smell that we can walk into a house and go, yep, yep, they definitely do that. Smoking. Traditional cigarettes, you know, we can be like, ooh, a smoker lives here. And not only can we smell it, but like there's also going to be nicotine stains on the wall, on the ceiling. Uh, The next buyer coming in, when they go to paint, you know, sometimes the nicotine stains bleed through like that. It's just not great. Now, if you're smoking the devil's lettuce, we can also smell that. Everybody can smell that. The house is two doors down can smell that. Like, that is a-okay that you are enjoying that in the comfort of your home. But while we're trying to sell it, if you want to be stony baloney, go outside and smoke it. Because um, most everybody is cool with it, but there are some buyers that we will bring into a property, and they're like, no, nope, can't stand the smell, absolutely not going to do it. You know, so if you're going to go be the stone ranger, go smoke it outside. Another human smell that can be a turnoff when we're showing a property is food. So please, when we're in the process of selling your home, whenever you cook something, try to avoid the strong cooking odors before a showing. You know, even, even the night before a showing, don't pick, don't pick that day. If you have a showing that evening, don't pick salmon for lunch. Like if you have a showing at six o'clock and you go, hmm, you know what? I think I'll start cooking salmon at four. No, no, probably not a good decision. Then another good tip is remove your garbage on a frequent basis. We want that house smelling crisp, smelling clean, and couple-day-old garbage smell, especially if you've been cooking, definitely not the route to go. Another location that carries some smells, some smells, your bathroom. Clean it. Please scrub it. Invest in some Mr. Clean or uh, scrubbing bubbles or something and go to town on that bathroom. 
clean that toilet out, clean your bathtub, clean your shower. The best smell that I can walk into when I'm showing a house and we hit the bathroom and I'm like, look, here's the bathroom is if it smells clean, like a smite, like a smite, like a slight disinfectant smell. Seriously, best smell in the bathroom ever is no smell at all, followed by the smell of a little bit of disinfectant. What are some other smells that you might run into in a house when you're showing? Well, mildew. If your house has been vacant and somewhat humid, especially good old Oklahoma summers or springs, and there's not a lot of airflow through the house, it can definitely smell like mildew. And that is something that you'll run into pretty frequently in showings, kind of damp, musty, like, ooh. Best practice for that is to let your house air out. Get that AC unit running. Um, Get some air circulating through your house. Keep fans going. On good weather days, go ahead and open the doors. Get, Get some airflow through your house. Another smell that is a little bit more pungent is mold. I mean, especially if there's a basement or a water leak or anything like that, we can smell mold pretty quickly and... If we can smell mold coming in and out of your house, the buyers can smell mold. That's going to be a huge turnoff for buyers. So if your house smells mildewy or moldy, um, go ahead and make sure that you don't have an active water leak somewhere also. And then once that gets corrected, you know, might be some time for some kills and some paint and get everything remediated, a little bit of bleach water, scrub your walls, scrub your floor. uh, If you have a floor that can be scrubbed down. So that's for mildew and mold. Dust is another smell that we can walk into a house and smell. It just kind of goes along with that dirty house smell. I mean, and especially rural properties or dirt road properties that are on dirt roads. I mean, it, It can get dusty. I get it. I get it. And if, especially if you're on a farm or ranch, you know, you're tracking in dust, you're tracking in mud. Um, Just make sure that when you're showing the property, getting the property ready for showings, you know, make sure that you vacuum, make sure that you dust your, uh, your blinds, dust your countertops, different things like that. It just really helps to keep the house nice and fresh. Paint is another smell. And you would think that that would be a good smell, but when you walk into a freshly painted property that hasn't been aired out and you come outside higher than a flipping kite (laughs) because you're like, woo, paint, woo, yeah, that can be an overwhelming smell. So (laughs) make sure that if you've recently painted open up those windows, put a fan in there, kind of let it air out before we start showing the house. So along those lines of smells that you would think would be good, but turn out to not be so good, 
Here's a couple that you would maybe think would be on the good side, but can be overwhelming in too big of quantities. If there are candles in every room and every single one of them is lit, then that's not a great smell. That can be overwhelming to quite a few buyers. And a lot of buyers will go, hmm, I wonder what smell they're trying to cover up. Along those lines, the wall plugins, they are great in limited quantities. If you walk into a house and it smells like you just got smacked in the face by Bath and Body Works, then that's a little bit overwhelming. You know, and we want to take into consideration that some buyers may have allergies, some buyers may be sensitive to smells. So, what are some good smells? That you can do. So some good smells. You want a warm and inviting smell or a fresh and clean smell. Those are two of the smells that studies have shown that buyers really, really like. So just on your day-to-day basis of showing houses, if you can have kind of a light, herbally smell. I mean, I absolutely love eucalyptus or spearmint. Like if it walk if you walk into a house and it smells like a spa, perfect. Just lightly scented spa, relaxing, amazing. Some other tricks of the trade, when we're doing open houses where you have a lot of buyers coming in and out, you want that house to smell warm and inviting. So when it smells warm and inviting, Some of those smells might be like putting cookies in the oven before the open house and letting the oven cook the cookies, and then you get to serve them to people coming into your open house. So it's kind of a dual effect. Like you get people in the door with the cookies, but then they also smell the cookies and it smells warm and inviting and homey. Another trick that you can do is a tablespoon of vanilla extract, and then you put it in, oh, like a heat proof cup or something. And then you turn the oven on and you let it warm up in the oven. And then the whole house smells like vanilla kind of goes along with the cookies, makes it smell warm and inviting, comforting. So the name of the game is that you just don't want to have an overwhelming smell to your house. And it's better for your house to smell either florally or warm and inviting than to smell, oh gosh, how do I say this? Dirty? And I get it. You know, life life gets hectic, but seriously, best practices keep everything clean. I find it fantastic when someone who is selling their home is like, no, you know what? I'm going to hire somebody to come in and deep clean uh, because it really does ring true that A buyer is going to judge the house based on its looks and its smell before they start looking at any of the smaller details. Just for a short little story, just to kind of wrap things up, this is how much account people put on smells. Okay, well, just kidding. It's going to be two different stories. But the first story, which kind of kicks off the second story, first story is earlier this year, I ended up doing a sight unseen purchase for some clients that I had worked with before and they were purchasing a house and I went down there. We had looked online at the property. They liked it. They weren't able to go 
and do a showing. So I went down there and videoed the house, sent the videos to them, and they were like, yes, we love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's get it done. So we got the house under contract, had the home inspection, everything was good, and we did a final walkthrough right before. And the buyers had never seen this house before then. And we walk in and the wife does like this sigh of relief. And she's like, oh, good. Oh, good. It smells good in here. I was really afraid it was going to smell like a foot and I wouldn't be able to stand it. So seriously, smell matters. And that leads me into my second story. So I was telling that story at a dinner the other day because we were talking about what I was going to talk about on episode two of the podcast. And so I told that story to try and relate. And everybody that was sitting around the dinner table, uh, because they're they're different tradesmen or uh, first responders, or former realtors, in fact, too. And we ended up having like a 45 minute conversation about the different smells of people's houses. Now, the stories ranged from you know, just good smells to, oh my gosh, that was the worst smell of my life. But when I say that smell is a huge portion of getting your house sold, I mean, it may not affect your value, like your appraised value of your house, but goodness, if it smells good to a buyer, they are going to be so much more invested in wanting that house um, versus a house that they may go, ooh, what is that smell? Nope, can't do it. Okay, wrapping things up with our market update. For the North Central Board of Realtors, the last seven days, we have had 11 new properties come onto the market. Uh, 18 properties have been sold, and that leaves us with a grand total of 82 properties under contract in the last seven days. So, For your Kansas market, this is from South Central Kansas, we have 158 new listings, and this is updated on the 26th of September. So 158 new listings, 175 new contracts, 129 new closings, which leaves us with 1,006 total active properties. Wow, I sounded like a Muppet when I said properties. Okay, moving on to the OKC metro area. So this is for the week of September 22nd. So this is a couple days behind because I can't get my shit together on getting this podcast out, apparently. So up to September 22nd, we have 544 new listings in the OKC metro, 536 under contract, which is actually down, 436 sold homes, which is down, uh, average listing price is 383000 which is up, so that's good. Um, well, actually, that's listing price, so that's kind of eh. But the average sales price is $282,000, which is down, so yeah, maybe not so good. And your average days on market is upward trending of 29 days. So for the Tulsa Metro, again, this is the week of September 22nd, we have 509 new listings, 474 under contract, which is down a little bit, and 325 sold homes, which is down a little bit. Your average listing price is 312000 which is down. 
Average days on market, 27, which is about level. And then this is good news. Average sales price is 289000 and that is trending upward. So that has been your little market report. That was today's episode. I wanted to kind of keep this one a little bit short and sweet and more on the fun side of things because, you know, last time was a lot of information for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed it and I will chat at you later. Thank you all for listening to Home on the Range. But before you go, please take a moment to click like or subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. And if you feel like it, leave me a review. This helps me know how I'm doing and helps to reach more listeners just like you who are interested in the ins and outs of real estate. Thank you all again for listening. And until next time, I'll chat at you later. Few memories on a red fire night.